0: Welcome back to Everyday Ignorance, the perfect mix of history and humor for your listening pleasure. I'm your host, Peter.
1: And I'm Alexander.
0: And we're here to talk about some weird news stories we found and just go over them a little bit, talk about the weird things that are going on in the world lately. How's your week been, Alexander?
1: My week's been good, Peter. Thanks for asking. Um... I uh, it's been it's been an interesting week because I just you know did the whole moving thing and yeah. you were there with me and uh, right moving is awful well we were doing that last time a little bit but yeah not uh, last weekend not last week no The week before the week before yeah. um but today was pretty still crappy I really yeah. hate moving I don't like I don't like dealing with it uh, it's never fun even though I had movers actually come over right um I went ahead and. I think you and I were over there we actually used the power tools the power scrubbers mm-hmm. um, yeah it was good drills make the difference in life especially <laughs> when you're especially when you're having a clean tubs right that's like a huge deal but uh, yeah I know had a date worked uh, you know a few hours here and there but uh, yeah how was your week Peter
0: um, my week has been okay um, let's see. It went by kind of slow, uh, but it's going okay at work. I'm finishing out the month pretty strong with my stats. I work in a call center. I said that recently, though, so I don't know why I'm repeating it. No,
1: no, no. We, the guests <laughs> always want to know. The yeah, well, in, we might
0: have a new listener that's here and true. there from, like, Iceland or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true.
1: We just got France. Oh, okay, yeah. So we did,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, it's been pretty good. Um, I helped mm-hmm. volunteer at a bratwurst stand yesterday for a charity. Yeah. And then I had a date after that, totally. or, or a okay. Bible study and then a date. Okay. So it was a good weekend. Yeah. It's been a good weekend. It's the most Midwest thing I think you've ever said. You were at a I bratwurst know. stand, and then you had a
1: Bible study, and then you had a date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that sounds like you a pretty good weekend. Um, so one person who it sounds like they didn't have a good weekend, mm. uh, we go ahead and off the rails, which is, is an off the rails episode. We haven't done an off the rails in a while because no. we were doing the song meanings for right. a while. And I think we, we definitely did, uh, song meanings way too long. <laughs> I think we had 14 pages of songs, but, uh. So, Michael and Christine Barrett thought their daughter was only six years old when they adopted her. Oh. Uh, her name is Natalia Grace Barnett. I'm sorry, not Barrett. They're Barnett. She's a Ukrainian orphan. Uh, her parents say that she is actually an adult and they they say she's actually an adult con artist there's a picture of her what yeah there is there's a picture of her which you can't see on the podcast you're listening in but uh yeah natalie grace barnett a little person with a rare bone growth disorder was adopted from ukraine by a family who thought she was six years old oh my god her adoptive parents later claimed she was a sociopathic adult pretending to be a child uh michael and christine barnett of indianapolis said natalia wanted to harm them and their biological children meanwhile authorities charged the parents when neglecting their disabled daughter so i want to know how because okay so authorities are charging with neglecting the daughter the parents the adopted parents say this isn't our a child so isn't there a way you can test somebody there's got to be a way right
0: yeah, but were they neglecting one of their biological children? That's the question.
1: No. Uh, oh, okay. The convoluted tales chronicle the new docuseries The Curious Case of Natalia Grace on Investigation Discovery. Okay. The filmmakers tried to find out the truth behind the affair. Michael Barnett defended himself during extended interviews. Christine Barnett and Natalia chose not to give their sides of the story. <laughs> uh, speaking in the series, Michael Barnett, who is now divorced from Christine, said the family was living with a con artist and a psychopath. The Barnetts adopted her in 2010. So it was 13 years ago from an adoption agency in Florida. Which isn't, this is so weird. So she was 6, 13 years ago. She's 19 now. Um, They said in the film they were given a day to decide whether to do so. They said she has dwarfism. You have 24 hours to sign. Otherwise, she's going straight to foster. We adopted Natalia because we wanted to help somebody who was in danger of never being loved. Uh, He added her Ukrainian birth certificate, said she was born September 4, 2003. He said they had no reason to believe that she wasn't a six-year-old orphan. And she has a disease, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but it's dysplasia and a massive word in front of it. The rare Mm. kind of dwarfism that can cause skeletal abnormalities and issues with vision and hearing. She was barely three feet tall, Mm. which I like my dwarves to make rings that rule us all. Uh, In the film, Barnett said that Christine gave Natalia a bath a day after the adoption. He said his ex-wife was shocked to discover their brand new little girl had pubic hair. uh, Sentence I never thought I'd read. Soon afterward, he said, Christine confronted Natalia because she'd found some blood-stained underwear in her bedroom. Speaking in a home video shown in the series, Natalia replied, I have a period and I've been hiding it. Um, oh my god Barnett said Natalia displayed disturbing behaviors such as urinating and defecating in the car and smearing the windows with feces. In oh public, gosh. he said she'd throw herself out of the passenger door for attention. The idea was to look like a poor, helpless little girl. He said in the documentary that she started hoarding knives and once told him, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> Another time, the father said she appeared at the foot of their bed with a knife in her hand Uh, he also accused her of trying to poison Christine by pouring cleaning supplies into her coffee shoving her against against an electric fence and threatening to stab her older brothers she was doing everything possible to cause hurt or harm or mental distress to the family interviewed in the series Natalia's eldest brother Jacob said he didn't feel safe around Natalia he added I was just scared Uh, she did spend time in the state mental hospital where Michael said, Michael Barnett said a therapist diagnosed her as a sociopath. A number of hospital staffers who spoke in the docuseries on condition of anonymity said she was released after making inappropriate sexual remarks to male patients. By then, the Barnett's were convinced their daughter was an adult. They said her Ukrainian birth certificate had been forged. And there's a picture of her. There's a couple pictures. She looks like a child. I mean, she doesn't look like a, like a woman at all. So uh, oh the same gosh. year, the parents successfully petitioned a court to change her birth records, citing she had not grown in her care. It was determined she was actually born September 4th, 1989. So she's actually older than me. Some 14 years earlier than she claimed, which I have the exact opposite. I think as people saw me when I was younger, they thought, you look more like a man. I'm like, no, I'm just a 15-year-old boy. The court order said she was a 23-year-old adult. A Barnett's found an apartment for Natalia and paid the rent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the neighbors who lived in the housing complex told the filmmakers that Natalia would introduce herself as a little person in her early 20s. They befriended her, they said, but they added they lost trust because uh, she would appear unannounced in their homes. She said they were also unnerved by how she seemed to behave sexually around people, including children.
0: Um, Oh, my God! One of her
1: neighbors said that uh, Toby Miles said that he became increasingly frightened of Natalia because she told him, quote, that she had tried to kill her mom. A recording of a 911 call that she made at the time was played in the documentary. I'm stalking one of my neighbors, Natalia told the neighbor uh, operator. I don't want to harm them. And then afterwards, uh, that's when they got in a divorce, uh, Christine and uh, her husband.
0: That's horrible.
1: But now police are saying that uh, they abandoned her. And it uh, says they moved right. they moved her into an apartment in a rundown part of Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, Natalia's neighbor Kira said Natalia struggled to climb the steps to her apartment and could not reach the kitchen counter or a washing machine. I felt like she'd been thrown to the wolves. Other neighbors said Natalia could barely cook for herself. Which, I guess if you're dwarf-sized, aren't wolves just horses? I'm just saying. Alright, send us an email, everydayignorance1 at gmail.com. What are your thoughts on dwarves? Uh, Natalia could barely cook for herself and had a limited diet of takeout pizza and instant noodles. (laughs) (laughs) She relied on food stamps. Authorities became involved once her electricity and phone line were cut off after her bills were not paid. She moved in with the family of a neighbor, and uh, then it oh says detectives question the Barnett's, and now they're accusing them of leaving her to fend for herself for more than three
0: years. Um, well, and, they did legally adopt her, but... They did, yeah. So they're kind of screwing themselves. She... But, yeah. But then she's kind of screwing them, too. That's so.
1: true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Natalia appeared on Dr. Phil and maintained <laughs> she was six when she was adopted. Oh, my god. Of gosh. course she was on Dr. Phil uh but michael barnett says that she's a walking epitome of evil um and then uh dr phil you know he said that uh i quote they say that you scammed them that you lied about your age and came over here and terrorized them but she insists she was born in 2003 not 1989 you say you're 16 dr phil said during the interview he then asked are you a 33 year old scam artist no she replied so natalia's claims had never been proved now at least in the eyes of the law she is a 36 year old woman whatever the case speaking in the documentary michael barnett said he had compassion for natalia even though she testified against him in court he said that they exchanged a discreet wave after the jury gave its verdict i looked her directly in the eyes barnett said in the series adding i mouth to her this is hard i'm sorry so yeah
0: what was the verdict? Did it say?
1: Uh, it didn't say. Um, oh. But the curious case of Natalia Grace will, I like how it rhymes. Will premiere across three consecutive nights on the ID channel, which, as you know, I always watch. Beginning <laughs> Monday, airing nightly at 9 p.m. Uh, ET. Okay. Yeah. You so gotcha. that's that's uh.
0: That's really jacked up. You know, and that's I don't.
1: It's amazing to me how many people want to adopt. Right. Uh, but I've heard that uh, adoption is very expensive. And right. it's very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it so hard? I get it. I guess I, I get it if it's um, like they're trying to protect the child. But what do you Yeah. Mean?
0: Well, I think that, it. first of all, it costs so much just because especially if you're adopting a child from overseas but i think it still costs a lot if you adopt a child domestically too Mm. and then it's not the first i want a homegrown child i (laughs) want organic i always check their foot
1: and make sure that little organic stickers on there so
2: (laughs)
0: but yeah no go ahead um but i feel like this isn't the first story either of a adopt a family with adopted children that has suffered subsequently suffered a divorce i had know someone whose dad adopted dad and mom adopted two kids his adoptive dad and mom um including himself and then (laughs) later on the dad started having an affair with someone some lady and then like they got divorced and evidently his mom has problems his adoptive mother but like i don't think she's i don't think it warranted his Mm. adoptive father's behavior but i think that there's got to be more stories out there oh and i know of one other person i've um who shall remain nameless who was adopted and um you know their parents got a divorce after they were adopted and It just seems like it causes a lot of stress on families i'm not i haven't like researched it or can't corroborate it or anything yeah but um it just seems like unless you're well positioned to do it um it's gonna be very difficult it is
1: and i think i mean i know this is supposed to be off the rails so it's supposed to be pretty serious but it's supposed (laughs) to be funny not super serious but um but i mean it's weird because i know there's i know of a family that adopted a boy Mm. and they actually know the um, the uh, blood mother of this okay. child. I don't know why I was going to say they know the organic mother. <laughs> yeah, it's because they, we're always going
0: for that organic we,
1: we are. We're trying to go for that organic growth. We're trying to get the organic crowd.
0: Um, the organic babies.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they pipe this podcast directly into the speakers at Aldi. Um, I went the organic food aisle, but uh, but no, I mean, I I think okay. Here's what I think. Now, I was married for seven years. Uh, we didn't have any kids, but um, you know, there was a reason for that. We chose not to. Um, part of that was financial. There were some other reasons, but I'm not, I won't go into them right now. But um, I think what it is maybe is people are really desperate and they get married and they really want to have kids, like mm-hmm. especially maybe this is my opinion but especially the woman you know she wants to have a child she can't make a child she can't have a child i know people spend tons of money on Mm -hmm. uh, ivf right the in vitro fertilization and similar procedures and similar procedures and then related procedures um and then when you finally get that you know you it's like i think anything you make your whole life about It can be so dangerous because Mm. once you get it, you know that becomes your whole world, and it's scary. I I don't know. That's that's it's a good like thought though. um, To be careful what you make your whole perspective on life about, because if Mm -hmm. your whole perspective is your job or hitting this financial mark or hitting getting this car or being with this girl or this guy or having a kid. Not that kids aren't your whole world, because I'm sure they are, but I mean, that shouldn't be everything you're about. And I do think that's what some people, that's what it's all about for them. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, Yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, I've um, been married to someone who seems to have made the kids and herself Mm. what her world is all about. And it's not fun. Yeah. No, it's
1: not. It's not fun. So, and now I think this podcast is really all your life's about, right? So, just you think about it. I know you text me every day. When are we doing it? Uh, But but no, if you want to go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, um, in terms of uh, going overboard to uh, accomplish something. Okay. Speaking of that, an Indian official was suspended after he drains a reservoir Mm. to retrieve a phone he dropped while taking a selfie i saw that this is from new delhi on the associated press website a government official in india has been suspended from his job after he ordered a water reservoir to be drained so he could retrieve his smartphone which he had dropped while taking a selfie yeah, food inspector Rajesh Vishwas.
1: That's a brave, by the way. it's a brave move that you're trying to pronounce these Indian names. Because I saw that oh, article. Too. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, I we used to have a client at work that shall remain nameless that had a lot of um, Indian visa workers working yeah, yeah. for them, and uh, I got a lot of practice pronouncing oh, them. Okay. Their All names. Right. Well, then go so, ahead. Yeah, my name is Ramachandran Ramakrishna
1: <laughs> I okay I never liked this um, about the way people from Indian pronounce things uh, they don't say H they say etch hmm and I, I remember because we worked at the same call center right and I'd hear it and I just grated on my soul it was like <laughs> it was like nails on a chalkboard because I'd say spell your name and they'd be like okay Etch. A, and I'm like, dude, it's not itch. Like, etch is etch-a-sketch, you know? Like, etch yeah. is not a letter. H is a letter, so yeah. But yeah, no, 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 no. I know what you're looking at, though, Rajesh.
0: Yeah, know. Rajesh Vishwas yeah. dropped his Samsung smartphone in Kerketa Dam in the central Indian state of Chhattisgarh last week, the Times of India newspaper reported Vishwas first asked local divers to jump into yeah. the reservoir to find the device, claiming it contained sensitive government data. But after yeah. the initial efforts to retrieve his smartphone failed, he asked for the reservoir to be emptied using diesel mm. pumps. Over the next three days, more than two million liters of yeah. water were pumped out from the reservoir which is enough to irrigate at least 1,500 acres of land during India's scorching summer, local media reported. In videos that went viral on social media, Vishwas is seen sitting under a red umbrella as Mm. diesel pumps run to drain water from the reservoir. Vishwas told local media, The water in the reservoir was unusable for irrigation, and that he had received permission from a senior official to drain it. The smartphone (laughs) was eventually retrieved, but wouldn't even start because it was waterlogged. Whoa, imagine that. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. Well, uh, no, go ahead. Oh, authorities later suspended Vishwas after he was widely criticized, criticized for wasting water resources. India is one of the most water-stressed countries, and extreme temperatures had led to severe water scarcity, causing crop losses, forest fires, and cuts to power.
1: Mm. Wow. Um, you know that's horrible. <laughs> there's, well, I'm looking. I, I'm actually there's a video actually, and it shows him on the with the red umbrella, like okay. on the website and stuff. <laughs> I looked it up. So a lock is worth. Uh, it's a $1,210. So it would be the equivalent of me dropping my brand new... I have a Samsung S21 Ultra. So if I drop that, then uh, he went ahead and pumped out 21 lock liters. So 21,000 liters of water. Oh my god! Yeah, so for 1,500 acres of farmland, that's what they could have irrigated. I mean, my thought was, okay, so what is on that phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what do you what do you have on there? Cuz yeah. Yeah, cuz I don't get it. I mean, I I was like, well maybe there's evidence about a murder, but I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, like he's got something that he considers extremely valuable on there. But wouldn't you think he'd have it backed up in the cloud or mm. something? Like, I mean, isn't India like kind of technologically advanced as far as like certain countries certain developing countries go no, we
1: gotta be very careful here so we do have one indian listener okay so. <laughs> and it could be this guy we don't know okay. all right we don't okay. know um but uh no we we actually do have we did we did have an indian listener i don't know about after this article but uh <laughs> so he's a food officer though yeah so he dropped his deal in the the river and the reservoir.
0: Right uh, <sighs> after taking a <laughs> selfie.
1: Yeah, that's very possible. What he did. I mean, you know what? I will say this. Obviously, he's a piece of crap. But one good thing is that this does show um, that the, in India, at least, has free press that they can yeah. criticize officials. Because yeah. imagine if this was a communist country, you would never hear about it. You right. know, uh, you would never hear about it. So this is this is good that that actually um went Got ahead. Phoned um, out. Yeah, yeah. The area has over ten feet deep water during summers and animals often drink from it. Mm. So uh and then I think you said that the phone didn't even start up. Right. Yeah. Well that was good. I'm glad it was all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really. you know what reminds me? It reminds me of the time that you painted my wall. <laughs> Which was today. So and uh and uh yeah, you painted it and then we found out that the paint didn't even match the paint that was on the wall. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, it was yeah, a beautiful thing.
1: It is it really good it was really good. It still look, is.
2: It still beautiful. is. We
1: could go over there right now. Yeah. Uh I could take a picture of my phone and then drop it into a river
2: and then pump out all the water so we could look at that one picture.
1: Yeah. Um no that's awful. Uh I I hope he does get fired. That really is Yeah. Awful. Um one thing, I was just going to go here. So, uh, now this is, this I, I saw this, this was 24 days ago. Okay. So it's been a few days. But uh, a Louisiana, Louisiana, not Louisiana, or Louisiana, a Louisiana man is now behind bars after he allegedly hit his brother in the head with a frozen bag of chicken. The latest in a series of poultry-related crimes. Tommy Bowell, 59 years old, battered his brother Tuesday, I guess I love the, they, they use the word battered,
2: a yeah. sibling
1: late Tuesday evening inside a mobile home they share in West Ron Rowe. The victim said that when he asked Bowell about two windows busted out of his residence, his brother became angry and began throwing things at him. The victim said "Bowell grabbed a bag of frozen chicken out of the freezer and struck him in the side of the head with the poultry. <laughs> Bowell allegedly then continued grabbing frozen foods, which he threw at his brother. Oh the victim, God. who refused medical attention, requested to pursue criminal charges Who against Bowell, who was busted on a misdemeanor battery count. He was locked up in lieu of a $500 bond. Uh, so he has uh, aggravated assault, domestic abuse, disturbing the peace and theft already. Um mm. would you ever use chicken as a as an object to defend yourself? I mean if if you <laughs> No. <laughs> if someone were coming at me, I would go for the yeah. knife. For well, that. you don't have a knife. Let's just okay, say out of all out of all the meats, I would say chicken might be the most dangerous. <laughs> so we don't know
0: yeah especially if the beak were still on that's that's very true like on on a Peking duck
1: well I mean because I'm thinking if you had like the great value bag of frozen chicken breast you could just use that and you could just or you could also shuriken into people like ninjas do (laughs) (laughs) just try to like kind of stab it on the walls
0: yeah Uh, it is it is a thought I don't know. Yeah. It's just, no, I. That uh, wouldn't be my first thought to defend myself yeah. with frozen meat.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, if you didn't. Okay. If you had to choose any frozen item, and you can't use guns, you can't use knives, <laughs> you can only use frozen foods. What are you grabbing, Peter?
0: I'm grabbing a piece of beef. Mm, like that's a good a, point. Like yeah. A big roast. Yeah. Or uh, like use it like a club.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, or even ground beef. That yeah. thing is like a freaking Ooh, rock, yeah. dude. Yeah, I got two of them. I, yeah. I don't even need a gun. I just go ahead and hit people in the face with ground beef. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, those things are like rocks. Like, I know. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, chicken, chicken is the most dangerous of all the meats. Well, we had uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking. There was a guy who was beating his wife with pizza. Yeah. So what is it with people using food as objects to beat other people up with? I don't know. Yeah. Why can't this we go back to civilized days up. with like knives and maces, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. why can't why can't we just live our lives normally like that?
0: Um, yeah, why can't we just implement the Iron Maiden? Again? That's true. What well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hashtag bring back the Iron Maiden.
0: <laughs> um do you wanna Yeah. Um, well I don't have any further comments on that one, yeah, but on the no. topic of food. Okay. A bear helps itself to sixty cupcakes from oh, a Connecticut bakery and scares employees. That was me. Um <laughs> this is from May twenty sixth, also from the Associated okay. Press website. Okay. A hungry black bear barged into the garage of a Connecticut bakery, mm. scared several employees, and helped itself oh. to sixty cupcakes before ambling away. Nice. Workers at Taste by Spellbound in the town of Avon. What an odd name to name your cupcake shop. I know.
1: Okay. Taste by Spellbound?
0: Yeah. Okay. We're loading cakes into a van for delivery on Wednesday when the bear showed up. There are between 1,000 and 1,200 black bears living in Connecticut, the state environmental agency says, with sightings last year in 158 of the state's 169 towns and cities. Hmm. Bakery owner Miriam Stevens wrote in an Instagram post that she heard employee Maureen Williams quote, screaming bloody murder, end quote, and yelling that there was a bear in the garage. Mm. Williams told TV station WTNH that she shouted to scare the bear off, Mm. but it retreated and came back three times. Williams said the bear charged at her, so she backed out of the garage and ran okay S- surveillance video obtained by wtnh w- shows bakery workers walking around the side of the business to try to scare the bear but then running away after it scares them hmm. there's a lot of the word scare and yeah there is in here. yeah uh yeah. I,
1: will, I mean i will say um if you google that the tastes by spellbound yeah the, i just look at the picture they're beautiful uh mm. creations Okay. but yeah did you have any more to read on that
0: no that's it yeah
1: uh, I'm looking at the same article so yeah uh, it does say a baker did finally get the bear to leave by honking a car horn uh, <laughs> I don't I don't understand did you get the part where the woman says that she told she scouted, she shouted to scare the bear off but it retreated and it came back three times yeah like why are you still trying to scare it off it's a bear like shoot it, you know, or don't put yourself in danger. Like, who are you protecting? The cupcakes? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Like, I don't get that. Um, the, it's out in Connecticut, and uh, yeah. I did, I did see that. Um, Looks like no one was injured. And it does say a 74-year-old woman did suffer bites to her arms and legs last month when she was attacked by a bear Mm. walking her dog in a suburb of Hartford. That's the state capitol. That was the first such attack this year. There were two attacks last year. A 10-year-old boy was mauled in a backyard. So uh, the frequency and severity of bear-human interactions is increasing. Um This is what's crazy. There's 67 reports of bears entering Connecticut homes in 2022. (laughs) Sixty. There's 67 times bears have came into Connecticut homes. What are they doing with these bears, man? I don't know. They've got to get them
0: under control.
1: I I know. I know. The previous record was 45 in 2020. So I guess the pandemic's hit us on pretty hard. Maybe it hit those bears hard, too. I don't know. They've uh, That's crazy that he ate 60 cupcakes. That's yeah. insane. How many it's cupcakes do you think you could take down, Peter? Um, Maybe six. Yeah, probably. You know what she should have grabbed? She should have grabbed some chicken and started beating the bear in the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a cheap weapon, and you can conceal carry that, too. And if if it starts melting... Then you can just slap on a grill. You always have food with you all at all times. So. <laughs> you can conceal carry. It. You can. You can conceal carry your chicken breast right. with you. Yeah. Legally.
0: What is your favorite part of the chicken to eat? Um, usually it's chicken breast. If it's yeah. like fried mm-hmm. chicken. Um, okay. Or wings if they're like at a good wing place. Okay. But they just have so little meat on them. You always kind of feel in the back of your mind that you're getting ripped off. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: so. For me, I mean, yeah, chicken thighs are really good. Uh, okay. And chicken breast. Wings, it just seems like, yeah, like you do feel ripped off. And then, yeah. I don't know if you know, but uh, the, the uh, chicken wing prices went up crazy high. Uh, just Mm. the last couple years they went so they were so cheap to get chicken wings and now it's insane how much just even 7 or 10 wings Mm. uh, are sold for I mean it's crazy I mean does it fill you up yes it does but still it's like the wing I thought the wing at one time wasn't the wing like the thing that nobody wanted it was like it was like oh yeah you know the wings they're cheap now it's I think if you go to Wings, not wing stop we don't have a wing stop here anymore uh, we couldn't take the power, but we did for we did for like a month. Uh, but if you go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, I think it's like thirteen bucks for ten or nine wings. Yeah, like something it's, like it's that. It's not cheap, man. Just for no, chicken wings.
0: I know. Yeah, I, and like my son usually uses them for soup. Yeah, and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, because they're pretty much useless if you're not deep frying them and then putting yeah. sauce on them.
1: Well, you can do, uh, I mean, I don't think you have an air fryer, but you can do, like, air fry. Oh, stuff. Oh, sure. So, uh, yeah, I suppose. But, yeah. Uh, but still, though, I mean, it's it's crazy. I don't know how much it's crazy how much wings have gone up. Uh, bears <laughs> are eating cupcakes. Wings are going up. Well, I don't know what's wrong with this country. Uh, cops arrest Florida man for twice striking his girlfriend in the face with a steak. Now, it is another what? it is another food-related kill, uh, or another food-related hit. Uh, it is a Florida man, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> he is facing a domestic battery charge for allegedly twice, striking his girlfriend in the face with a steak, blows that left the victim with seasoning on her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> this is May 23rd. Cops say Joshua D- Dumar, and he was 32, and the 29-year-old victim were arguing Sunday night in a Piniella's... I don't know how to say it, Park residence when the attack occurred. At one point, the woman locked Dumar out of the home, but later let him back into the residence. According to an arrest affidavit, the woman was lying on the couch when Dumar picked up a steak and smacked the victim two times on the left cheek, leaving seasoning from the steak on the victim's cheek. <laughs> which is every cannibal's, like, you know, crime. Um, the battery, a sheriff's deputy noted, was captured on a ring camera Inside the home, which the victim has owned since 2016. Uh, and they do have a picture of him. He does look like a douche. Uh, he was arrested for domestic battery and booked in the county jail on the misdemeanor rap. Uh, he works as a landscaper. He was released from custody yesterday afternoon on his own reconnic- recognizance. I can't say it right. Or yes. Or uh, something. Yeah. Uh, he has ordered a judge's order to have no contact with the victim. Dumar's rap sheet includes convictions for DUI in possession of cocaine and marijuana and illegal grilling. Now, I had to put that in there. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, why would you, if it was a cooked steak... Why yeah. would you a Why would you do that? It's ineffective. Well,
1: he's he is trying to probably tenderize the meat as well. <laughs> so that's what you do. You don't do that. You don't hit yourself in the face with your food before you go ahead and do that. Um, do you ever use meat tenderizer just to just? To I, have not. I really? have not. Really? Uh, you never used? Uh, well, they have a brand, and I bought it. I really didn't want to. It was Adolph's, which it's sad that mm. that name has taken such a hit after the whole World War II thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that might have changed the whole world. Um, but, yeah, the Adolph's meat tenderizer, it's not that good. But there's McCormick. Okay. Um, that stuff is, I bought a thing from Amazon, mm. and it's like a huge thing, of meat tenderizer. It's got bromine, and uh, bromine okay. is the same stuff in pineapples.
0: Oh, and So, like, you
1: get the steak wet a little bit. Like, you put a little bit of water on it. And yeah. then you go ahead and you just shake the tenderizer on there. And then you poke it with a fork. Sure. And I guess you're kind of injecting bromine in there. Okay. But flip it over. Do the same thing. Poke it. Um, maybe smack your wife in the face with it. I don't know. Just... Or your girlfriend. Um, And... uh, But I will say that it makes probably the most tender foods ever. Mm. I've never had steak that tender. It's like... Crazy because the bromine breaks it down. Sure. Uh, there's pictures of, of pineapple like bromine and it looks like little spears. Because if you eat a raw pineapple, uh, you will feel pain in your mouth as it, as it kind of attacks your, your lips and your mouth. Oh, it okay. stings.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a fun deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but what's up with all these food related attacks? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Lately, it's I don't just know. getting out of hand or maybe... Is it getting out of ham? Is that what you're about to say, <laughs> yeah. Peter? Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, ham would be an effective frozen weapon. That would be, yeah. 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 If you hit someone in the face ham. with a ham.
1: Yeah, or one of those black label Hormel, Hormel ones with, yeah, in, the, like, in the package still, the metal foil. Have you ever had one of those? I've never had one.
0: I, I don't recall if I have, maybe as a child. Okay. But um, yeah, that would be an effective thing. That would be similar to the weight of a bowling ball that you could throw at someone (laughs) (laughs)
1: um or uh spam i know uh isn't spam like i think it's a huge deal in hawaii oh yeah so spam is popular there they love spam in hawaii yeah um i don't know why but it's i guess it's just a thing
0: i'm not sure yeah Yeah. it's weird um but um in terms of um the next story um, a man steals a backhoe for mm. a 10-mile drive to an Illinois airport to catch a flight. Oh, this nice. is from May 23rd. We've all done that. Um, from the Associated Press as well, <laughs> yeah. Marion, Illinois. A Southern Illinois man has been charged with theft for allegedly stealing a backhoe to drive about 10 miles or oh. 16 kilometers to an airport to catch a flight. Authorities okay. said. Um, I I mean, I know that's what I would choose. That's gotta <laughs> you would be choose the that out of all the
1: utility vehicles, out of all the construction vehicles, you'd go with Bago. Yeah, you could go with um, what are those things? They're just like giant trucks. They're just dump trucks. Oh yeah, you could dump get trucks. on one of those. I mean, it's yeah. a
0: truck at least. And then at least you could be dumped out into the airport. Oh, that more is very efficiently. true. Yeah. Anyway, the security camera footage shows a Carbondale man. Arriving at Veterans Airport of Southern Illinois atop a backhoe and leaving it in the airport parking lot Thursday The Williamson County Sheriff's Office said. Yeah, you don't you don't leave your vehicle at the airport, bro Is that what they actually said? No. Oh, no. okay. All I'm right. just, I'm just commenting okay, as okay. we go.
1: I would be very surprised if the sheriff said
0: that. You don't leave your vehicle at the airport, bro. <laughs> Footage no. captured the man walking across the street from the lot yeah. to the airport lobby, carrying a guitar case. Hmm. The sheriff's office. Well, said. you got to
1: make sure. You got to go ahead and get your carry
0: ons. Yeah. Yep. You got to be able to play those tunes atop the backhoe as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the owner of the backhoe arrived at the airport a short time later and identified the equipment as belonging oh to his company. God. The sheriff's office said the owner said the machine typically used to move large debris mm-hmm. had been parked at a job site. Wow. That's great. That's such a good idea. You know,
1: I, I have a friend who I will not say their name, but um, we're going to have a bingo on this podcast one of these times. We're going to have to start doing bingo every time somebody says they shall remain nameless. <laughs> because I know you say that a lot. But I have a friend who remain, who will remain nameless. He jokingly said that um, he could possibly steal a West Fargo construction piece of equipment, like mm. a vehicle. Uh, And it was at night, and it was like 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, Mm. You might know who it
0: is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, he almost uh, fell into a hole and broke his leg. Yeah, I know who it is.
0: Um, Was he drunk at the time he made the statement about the
1: vehicle? He was super drunk. Okay. He was super drunk. I think he he fell onto a stop sign or he hit a stop sign with his face or something. Mm. Um, Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't, you know... I'm just going to say, just call an Uber. You don't need to go ahead and get a backhoe. You don't. Uh, It's not worth it. Timothy Baggett uh, in Elko County, Nevada, did that. And now Mm. he's being held on a $40,000 bond. Wait, what did he do? This is the backhoe guy. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, The attorney has now filed charges. uh, A Class 2 felony and (laughs) a warrant for his arrest... Uh, but, I mean, he's obviously in the jail right now, so they know where he is. Keep him away from construction equipment. Don't yeah. let him around backhoes. Don't let him around skid steers. Uh, don't let him around any of that stuff. It's, uh, he looks like he'll take off. So, okay. I always wondered about this. How come construction equipment, a lot of times, is just left? Like, it's almost like, you know, like I wouldn't yeah. move my car with the keys in it. Right. Why would they do that with those? Is it because they're like, oh, you're not going to take
0: it? Like, is Yeah, that it maybe is? they figure that no one will take it, A, or B, no one knows how to operate it. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, yeah, so uh, the next article I do have... Uh, by the way, I have mm-hmm. a question. So, do you like um, Billy Joel
0: music? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really know his music that well. I the two songs I do know, I kind of like, but I don't really like the. Um, I like we didn't start the fire. Okay. I don't like the other one. That's like, like I can't remember the name of it. It's pretty popular and it's on the rock station here. Oh, uh, is it still rock and roll to me or whatever? No. Okay. No, it's another one of his bigger hits, but okay. Um. Anyway. I, I'm not a big fan, so go ahead, though. I guess this friendship's over. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I love Billy Joel, and
1: okay. apparently, Travis Carlson, 37 years old, uh, the song We Didn't Start the Fire Ooh. was blasting from inside uh, a Minnesota building in Duluth that was set ablaze by the landlord. <laughs> According to police, who say the accused arsonist queued up the Billy Joel single We Didn't Start the Fire while torching the property with his tenants inside. Uh, Oh my gosh. Yep. Investigators allege Travis Carlson, 37 years old, burned a Duluth duplex last Thursday morning using gasoline extracted from his car as an accelerant. Carlson, who is being held in the county jail on a $75,000 bail, has now been charged with arson in the first degree, a felony carrying a maximum 20-year prison sentence. Uh, The Duluth Police Department officers were dispatched to the duplex around 4 a.m. when first responders arrived. They saw the upstairs apartment in flames with We Didn't Start the Fire blaring from the upstairs apartment. He purchased the building in 2005, lives upstairs, rents out the downstairs space in the property. It was built in 1901. The downstairs tenant told police he was awoken by the sounds of Carlson smashing glass and breaking things inside the upstairs unit. A neighbor reported seeing the Carlson guy wearing a helmet, smashing his own windows around 3.30 a.m. He saw him under his truck with gas cans going in and out of the apartment (laughs) before seeing a flash like a fireball come from the upstairs apartment. Oh, Uh, my God! They also discovered that there was a drilled hole in the gas tank of his trunk and lids to gas cans laying on the ground by the truck. Additionally, wow. a drill was found nearby. Uh, the downstairs tenant told cops that after he laid room into his own apartment for 20 minutes, he knocked on the tenant's door to announce the house is on fire. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad he did the right thing. He told them that they're about to die. Uh, he uh, he was actually uh, arrested and was found with fresh burn injuries to his legs and arms. His tenants had been displaced. And they were not injured in the blaze. So...
0: Wow. Yeah. So he knocked on his tenants doors yeah. to let them know I, after twenty minutes.
1: That's what I don't get. Okay, so I oh get Oh my gosh. I get insurance fraud. But yeah. like why would you play loud ass music? I don't understand that. Why would you play that is that gonna not give your position away? Like I, I get people are stupid, but how <laughs> stupid can you be to where you're gonna play super loud music, so loud the firefighters can hear it? When They pull up, right? So, people are gonna know you're up there, they're gonna know somebody's up there, and then all of a sudden, you knock on the door, and then there's a hole drilled in the truck, the gas uh, tank of the truck. There's all these, like, it's like, do discarded these people, gas, yeah. Containers. Like, do these people not think like the people, like, cops can't put that together? Like, anybody <laughs> can put that together,
0: right? Yeah, I don't know. It just makes me proud to be from Minnesota, does it? Yeah, That's no,
1: great. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope it's not making you proud to be from Minnesota. I
0: hope Minnesota is not the new Florida. Not becoming oh, it.
1: man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is Duluth. That's so, true. Have you been to Duluth? Yeah, I have yeah, a couple yeah. of times. I've been there uh, once. Um, okay. I didn't burn down an apartment. Neither yet, did I. Yet. But I might. Next okay. time I stop by, I might set fire in an apartment. You know that'd be a good way to actually end my current apartment situation—the one that we just left today. Because see, that way we can start all over. We can repaint the whole floor once it's all destroyed, and I can knock mm-hmm. on the door after 20 minutes. Hey, by the way, the apartment's on fire. You're probably gonna die soon. You should probably leave. But I don't. I don't get it. Why do people do these things? Why do people think um, they'll just get away with this? It's just like.
0: I don't know this dude sounds like he was pretty mentally unstable or something cuz like he's he's like smashing stuff and like in this angry fit evidently mm. and then like starting this fire and playing the music blaring the music like yeah. that just doesn't seem like a thing that a rational sane person would do
1: well i mean at the same time though at least he's getting a good playlist in there you <laughs> got to make sure right before you commit murder that you get a good song on the radio because that's really what gets me going like i don't want to i mm. can't okay if i was going to beat someone's head in with chicken i can't just like stop halfway if some dumb song comes on like i have to make sure that i'm doing it correctly. And I think mm. that's where his mind was. So, that's just a, a tip for you, Peter. Whenever you're about okay. to commit murder or crime of any sort, make sure you have the right song. You want to get pumped up. Put on some Eye of the Tiger before <laughs> you release tigers from the zoo. That mall children. You know, make sure it's make sure it's a uh, animal centric. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm
0: just letting you know. We wanna we wanna care about the animals like the we ASPCA. We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give it. They give that bear another cupcake. he needs it he needs it yeah um in our next story from may 24th a man shot his roommate after accusing him of eating the last hot pocket police say (laughs) i'm looking
1: at the same thing on my side okay we didn't
0: we didn't plan these no Uh, no yeah so it's weird that we yeah. Uh, um, this Rindy. is also from the Associated Press. A man in Kentucky's largest city, evidently mm. Louisville, is facing criminal charges after allegedly shooting his roommate during a dispute over a Hot Pocket, authorities say. Mm. Clifton Williams, age 64, was arrested on assault charges Sunday after he accused his roommate of eating their last Hot Pocket and attacked him, shooting him in the buttocks. louisville metro um (laughs) police department officials told wlky tv according to police william started throwing tiles at the man after he realized the last microwavable turnover was gone Mm. he then Mm. shot him in the buttocks as he tried to escape the tv station reported Williams is prohibited from contacting the victim. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. Who was taken to UofL (laughs) Hospital, evidently that means University of Louisville, to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. His bond was set at $7,500.
1: <laughs> I, I think there's a... I'm starting to see a pattern here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The country's uh, country's going downhill fast, and we're fighting over a lot of food-related items. Yeah. So uh, I'm starting to think that the backhoe guy had, a, had probably the uh, best alibi of everybody. He just wanted to get to the airport really fast. But everybody else... You know, you got the bear with the cupcakes. You got the guy beating his, what was it, his, his brother, I think, with chicken. This guy, yeah. ate, he's beating his roommate over thinking he's he ate... He's shooting the, his roommate. Yeah, that's right. He did. He, he shot him uh, over thinking he ate the last Hot Pocket. That's ridiculous. Was he... Do we I, have
0: no food left in the U.S.? <laughs> I I'm living. I'm living proof. We got plenty of food.
1: We got. I've. I've. I'm living proof that we're not starving. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah. know, Uh. I don't know why. I don't know why people are killing themselves over food. It's a hot pocket. Out of all the reasons, you're gonna go to prison. Yeah. You're gonna go to prison over a hot pocket? Like that just That's seems so. so stu- yeah. It's so stupid. Just go buy a new yeah, one. Go buy a new one. Well, I, I, I. Okay. Let me back up a second because. <laughs> I did kill a man over a coney one time. No, I'm kidding. Uh, But I did, I do remember, I had a roommate, um, and I'm not going to say his name, but you know who he was. Yeah. He was a very big man, uh, and he was very strong, too. He scared me uh, because he was so strong. And he was 60, and like, I don't work out, but he was 60. And he he one time he was like, oh, you want to work out at the gym? And I'm like, all right, you know, we'll try. And I'm thinking, like, I'll be able to at least stay on his level. And if you try to work out with somebody who works out all the time,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I couldn't keep up. Like, I was just winded. And this guy is, like, lifting heavy weights. And he's pulling hard on the machines to go Mm -hmm. ahead and, and like, you know, get muscle. But I remember what scared me is one night he came in (laughs) and... Um, I was sitting on the couch, and I mm-hmm. said his name, and uh, he, he started getting frustrated because he said that he bought two pints of chocolate milk, and mm. he can only find one. And I'm mm. like, well, I'm sure it's around here somewhere. And so he's looking at stuff, and as he's looking at stuff, he started to get angrier. And he was getting angry at himself. And he's mm-hmm. like, you stupid idiot. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. It's just chocolate melt. Oh, man, I'm such a dumbass. And I'm like, it's okay. And he was slamming the refrigerator shut. And he was open the freezer and he slam that shut, too. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm sure we'll find it. And he's, like, taking the cabinets... And he's like slamming. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I did this. And, and I'm like, it's okay, you know, it's fine. that you checked your car. It's not in the car. It's not in the car. And uh, I, okay, this is true. I was, I was actually so scared that I left and I bought him chocolate milk. <laughs> I did. I bought him chocolate milk and I came back and I gave it to him. And I, and he was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. And I'm like, well. I just feel like you could have hurt me. Like, it just seemed so scary. Because I feel like I'm a fairly big person. Uh, I think I'm about six feet tall. Yeah. Um, I This guy is a little bit... I think he's a little bit bigger than me. Yeah, and, he was and just, taller. And taller, a little bit taller. And yeah. this guy could have killed me. And it's like... <laughs> it, it Over chocolate milk. Because I, I feel like that anger could have been... Redirected very quickly, or if he would have been, what if he started pointing at me and he said, "Hey, did you eat the chocolate milk? Did you drink the chocolate milk?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I didn't, I didn't," and um, and then I'm dead uh, because of of uh, sugary milk product, and I don't understand why. And I think that's maybe what happened here. I think that we're what we're seeing, (laughs) what we're seeing is a wave of food-related crimes, and I just want people to know. If you're listening to us, wherever you're from—Saudi Arabia, France, Thailand, the UK—there um, are places that you can go. They're called grocery stores, <laughs> and you can get you can get more food. It's okay. You don't have to kill. And I don't know why I said the people listening to us in other countries, because yeah. it's really people in our own country that are doing right. this. Because I don't—you don't hear any of the stories. Like you don't hear people in Thailand. Murdering somebody over not having enough rice. Right. But we're shooting people over not having enough Hot Pockets. <laughs> what the hell is going on in this country? What's going on in America right now?
0: I, I have no idea. Yeah. I think people have lost it. It sounds like some people have. I mean,
1: do you think that it's getting worse? Or do you think it's always been bad?
0: I just, I just... I don't know that I've ever heard of any news stories about people being uh, assaulted with food or assaulted over food. Over food. It's always been like assaulted because of drug-related things, assaulted over weapons-related things, or like uh jealousy yeah, yeah. the good stuff as yeah. i like to call it. relationship jealousy <laughs> yeah, yeah. like anything that's like actually matters or yeah. is more of more consequence or greater value yeah. than a freaking hot pocket yeah 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 um well
1: what's yeah what's scary is it used to say so and so was intoxicated or so and so was on drugs now right. it just says it doesn't say any of that he just no. says that he get it says he got mad like, that's it. Right. Because his roommate had eaten the last Hot Pocket. Have you ever had a roommate? Uh, yeah, yeah, in college. Did you ever get mad at him at all? Um, you don't seem like the kind no. of guy that gets mad. No. Like, violently angry and stuff. No. Yeah. I see you could be very stern. You could be very stern in what you're saying. What was your roommate saying? Um, George and then Nick okay. and then David. I could see you saying, George, did you eat the last hot pocket? And he goes, <laughs> if he says no, then you're like, George, I'm going to shoot you in the ass. <laughs> I could see that conversation happening. But I do think this man and, and others, um, they need to go to the grocery store. There's gas stations. There's grocery stores. And some of these places, in fact, a lot of these places, they're open 24-7. So you, can, you don't have to kill your friends. Just over food. You know, and if the bears right. are listening, you don't have to do that to us either. We'll give you the cupcakes. We'll give you the cupcakes. If I see a bear, I'm going to feed it. I know you're not supposed to, and and I may and I may I may get in trouble for that. But, but you know, he. How long do bears live? Like 13 years, 15 I, years?
0: I would say it'd be more like 20 to 30. Okay,
1: you got 20 years on the planet. Yeah. The day you got a cupcake as a bear is probably the best day of your entire life. <laughs> if you think about it that's probably the best day you're ever gonna have ever right yeah I mean besides that and having you know gross bear sex what do they have to look forward to I don't know (laughs) I don't know
0: hibernation I don't know but then they're not really fully conscious they're not really yeah
1: but they're not fully asleep either are
0: they I don't think so
1: I think they're like halfway yeah they're like when when most people listen to our podcast (laughs) they're not really they're not there they're not asleep they're not really awake they're just zoned out and really, that's that's the that's the crowd we want to attract,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Um, this is uh, this is a creepier story. Oh, you know what? I can't because I think it's hidden behind a paywall. Uh, mm. do, you have, do you have another one?
0: Chirping sounds lead airport mm. officials to bag filled with parrot eggs that were smuggled. Oh, dude! Um, by this is from May twenty fifth. Oh, oh, wait for it, wait <laughs> for it. Is it Where's Florida? it from? Is it Florida? Yep. Oh, nice. Waxahachie, Florida. Waxahachie. The 24 bright green baby parrots began (laughs) chirping and bobbing their heads the second anyone neared the large cages that have been their homes since hatching in March. Dude. The Central American natives seized from a smuggler at Miami International Airport are being raised by the Rare Species Conservatory Foundation. Around-the-clock effort okay. that includes five hand feedings a day mm. in a room filled with large cages. Okay At just nine weeks old these parrots have already survived um, A harrowing journey after being snatched from their nests in a forest hmm. They are almost fully feathered now and the staff has started transitioning them from a special Special formula to a diet of pellets and fruit. Mm. You ready to meet the children, asked Paul Rielo, a Florida International University professor and director of the foundation, as he led visitors Friday into a small building tucked behind a sprawling house in Loxahatchee, a rural community near West Palm Beach. Okay, well, I guess we are um, making all pets and animals into Mm. our children now in this country.
1: well, okay. So, side side point though. Let's just say they didn't raise those birds. Let's just say they. Well, let's just say they raised them, but you know, you could also now think about this. You could uh, slaughter them and then you could freeze them, and you have twenty four weapons. All right, you have twenty four things you could throw at intruders. Uh, I will never not now see a bird as a weapon. Every Thanksgiving will be like World War Two. Well, every time I see a turkey, I will immediately think it's a weapon. Geese geese are just, uh, you know, they're like guns that haven't been taken out of their like sheaths yet. They're like their bags. Like, geese are just walking around. Have you ever been attacked by a goose?
0: Um, I don't believe so, but okay. I've been near them. Yeah, the Canadian geese here? Yeah. In uh, Fargo? Where we live. Well, it was in south-central Minnesota oh, at the time. Okay. But yeah, I was uh, near this small pond, and I know that I've gotten pretty close to ducks and geese. And mm. I think I may have had a goose hiss at me once, but I'm okay. not sure. Okay. I can't, <clears throat> I can't quote quote myself on that. <laughs> you can't quote
1: yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I... Side side point here, um, I was getting my oil changed, and uh-huh. um, I kind of needed to do an emergency oil change. I'm an Uber driver, so I drive a lot of miles and um of course i don't have like the room to do it but uh yeah i was at the it was auto doctors in west fargo i don't know yeah They're, they're really good um they're actually really good but uh i went ahead and um i was sitting there and i was on my phone and i just heard this honking and geese they're male and females so i guess do geese mate for life
0: um, I would say, I would venture to guess that they do. Yeah,
1: they probably stay together for life. They yeah. hate, well, I know they hate everyone.
0: So they hate okay. themselves
1: too, probably. <laughs> it sounds like me and ex wife. Um, except we didn't mate for life. Maybe that was our problem. We should have hated more. But, um, but yeah, no, these geese immediately start, uh, attacking and honking the door. They they what? I think they see an image of themselves reflected and they think it's them or they think it's other geese and so they think I need to go attack it and they just ha,
2: nah, nah,
1: nah. and they get really close and they got their mouths open I mean they can't hurt the glass but it's just so weird how some animals are so aggressive yeah uh, but yeah no I, that, that's weird why are people bringing in animals like why who I already don't want to be on an airplane. Like airplanes suck. And hmm. when was the last time you
0: flew, Peter? Um, it was actually in January.
1: Okay. Do you Out rem- To California. Was it back. a good? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was yeah. it a good time? Like uh, no. on the airplane.
0: No. Uh. Um, <laughs> I I don't. I this this podcast is not brought to you by American <laughs> Airlines. Because okay. they suck. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, they lost your bag, right?
0: Yeah, they lost my bag by labeling it with a lady's sticker who was headed oh for Poland. God. And then, like, it went, it was thankfully kept within the United States, but made its way from Fargo to Los Angeles <laughs> to Denver and uh... back to Fargo. Where I had to go retrieve it.
1: Yeah. They don't... Uh... <laughs> well,
0: okay, they would have delivered it, but okay. that would have taken even longer, and I'd already waited like over a month. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Or, cause almost were... a month. I remember
1: you tell me about that, and there yeah. were some things on there you really needed, and uh, yeah. I, I myself, when I was a kid, uh, me and my sister went to um, New York City. And I remember we got there to LaGuardia Airport, mm. and yeah, uh, my bag never came out of the little carousel, and she mm. and she's like, yeah, like my brother's bag never came out of the carousel. I was probably like, I want to say I was twelve. I was pretty young, okay. And uh, the lady's like, well, you know, if it's not out of the carousel, I guess it means it's lost. So, um, <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, it's that it's wonder- very astute, yeah, yeah. It's it's that wonderful New York City uh, customer service. Yeah, But, um, yeah, no, it, my bag, I didn't get my stuff for a while. They mailed it to an address that my sister was living at. I think it was in, like, Seattle or something. Oh, jeez. Um, but, yeah, no, I didn't have underwear for, like, four days, you know. Oh, my gosh. Which is awful when you're a 12-year-old boy. So you need, I, I don't know about you, I like to have clean clothes. Well, you are different than me because I like clean clothes. I like to shower every day. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be unhygienic. Right. You know, you're more of a Tarzan like person you <laughs> you're fine with with swinging through the vines you know me i'm I'm like I have to be clean, I need soap. my soap needs soap i I bathe in hand sanitizer every day <laughs> uh but yeah, no, that's weird uh, about the parrots. why do people I wonder does it talk about? Uh, the people who actually did it, because I think if you do that, isn't that a serious crime? Anything related to the mail or the air is stuff you don't want to mess with, especially the mail, because you right. start screwing with mail, like that's like felonies. Like it's yeah. really, it's really fast. You can go to prison the rest of your life.
0: It, the story did not talk about the people who did okay. it or what happened to them. Okay, but I'm sure that they were. If they were caught, they're in big trouble for smuggling them from Central America. Well, I'm looking here it says that uh, the trafficking pipeline, <laughs> the
1: bird trafficking pipeline <laughs> out of Central America is well established and has gone on for years. Wow. Uh the biggest threats to parrots globally is a combination of habitat loss and trafficking. 90% of eggs are poached for illegal parrot trade.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Um Yeah, and the yellow-naped Amazon parrot or whatever is now critically endangered. There's only about 1,000 to 2,500 left in the world. That's pretty tiny. Uh, My my mom... Actually, so I'm sorry, I was going to say, so it looks like the bag was on its way to Taiwan. Oh. Uh, And they said that uh, the vast majority of those cases ended in tragedy, and the fact that the chicks were hatching the first day of travel from... I don't know how to say it, Managua to Miami. Yeah. Tells you Managua. it's extremely uh, unlikely that any of them would have survived had he actually gotten all the way to his destination, Taiwan. That would have been mm. uh, 24 to 36 hours of travel. And mm. uh, that's awful. Wow. Um, but uh, no, I remember my mom that I've actually seen it with my own eyes. Oh, so they do talk about the trafficker. Okay. Did you see that? No. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll just uh, pull it up here. So, the passenger was Su Ta Wu. He had arrived on TACA Airlines Flight 392 from Managua, Nicaragua, on March 23rd and was changing flights in Miami to re- return home to Taiwan. Uh, they stopped him at a checkpoint. They was asked about the sound coming from his bag. Uh, Relo. Later described it was a sophisticated, temperature-controlled cooler. Wu reached in, pulled out a smaller bag, and showed the officer an egg. The complaint said the officer then looked inside and saw more eggs and a tiny, featherless bird that had just hatched. And that's when he starts telling them there was 29 eggs. He didn't have documentation. Uh, he's, He's arrested. And on May 5th, he pleaded guilty to charges of smuggling birds. In the United States, what did I tell you? Uh, about big crime. He faces a 20 years in prison. Oh my god! Up to 20 years in August 1st. Um, I mean, he could have shot his roommate in the ass and gotten less. (laughs) uh, A lawyer who could speak on his behalf was not listed on court records. He told investigators to a Mandarin interpreter that a friend had paid him to travel from Taiwan to Nicaragua to pick up the eggs and then he denied knowing what kind of birds they were. So, um, and by then it says eight of the birds had already hatched. So these birds were hatching pretty fast. But no, I was just going to say my mom was telling me, because she used to live in Brownsville, Texas, where I was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've seen it with my own eyes. You can go to Brownsville, and sometimes you'll see them. Uh, You'll actually see the parrots fly uh, from Mexico into America. Because Mexico's right there. It's like Mm -hmm. literally... I don't know man, it's it's like within miles of my, my my grandmother's passed away now, but it was miles of her home, like like a couple of miles. It was really close. Uh, the border mm. checkpoints and stuff. But yeah, you'd actually see the birds and they're like wild parrots. So mm. I guess people were just smuggling animals uh, in. I don't know. I couldn't do that. I don't know. Yeah.
0: That seems like a risky business.
1: <laughs> Is that a Tom Cruise joke?
0: <laughs> Um no, no. Okay. Alright. It just it just seems like like It seems like he wasn't a top than, gun. Risking to drug smuggling. You just keep Even... making
1: obscure Tom Cruise references. You're like no. it seems like he wasn't a top gun just all throughout the podcast. Um so uh I don't think you'd do this, but okay. this biohacking tech mogul Brian Johnson Which sounds like a made-up name. He's 45. He's injecting himself with blood of his 17-year-old son. Oh. As part... Which, as you do as a parent, as part of a latest attempt (laughs) to reverse aging. Um, Oh, yuck. A well-known eccentric tech mogul with a zeal for looking younger has taken the drastic step of swapping blood plasma with his father and young son. Brian Johnson is a world-famous biohacker who has become notorious for spending millions of dollars every year on a cadre of doctors and medical procedures that purport to carry the fountain of youth. Uh, He has received blood transfusions from a healthy donor in the past, and he's now accepted plasma donations from his 17-year-old son, Talmage, and his 70-year-old father, Richard. He said the transfusion of ultra-healthy blood felt like winning the lottery. Uh, Oh, my gosh. The trio underwent the transfusions at a Dallas clinic. Finally, a story about Texas that makes me proud to come from there. (laughs) In which the senior father and teen son have a liter of their blood removed and converted via machine into its piece parts, one batch of liquid plasma, and then a batch of red blood cells, Uh. white blood cells, and platelets, Then, the collection is fed back into Mr. Johnson's veins with the goal of rejuvenating and repairing cellular damages wrought by the aging process by replacing old blood in an old body with new blood from a young body. Uh, There's a picture, a really creepy picture, actually, of him and his dad and his son. (laughs) I don't want to see it. It's a very weird picture. I don't know why you'd take this picture. Um... I... It's just... Ugh, it's a weird picture. Johnson... I gotta show you the picture now. Okay. <laughs> now that you don't want to see it. Uh, okay. That's what it looks like.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, I don't understand that. Um, I mean, that's weird. Uh, Johnson, the American tech tycoon worth nearly half a billion dollars, has become the poster child of drastic measures to prevent age-related decline. Uh... Johnson and his doctors claim in two years he has reduced his overall biological age by more than five years, and now he has oh, Now he has the heart of a 37 year old, the skin of a 28 year old, and the lung capacity of an 18 year old. More recently, he has been undergoing plasma swap slop, swapping. Before doing so with his father and son, he had been undergoing plasma transfusions from a young, healthy donor mm. who he had carefully screened by making sure the person had an ideal body mass index, lived a healthy lifestyle, and was free of diseases. Um, after, pro- <laughs> after plasma was extracted from Talmage, which I'm going to say, that's a weird name to name your kid, the process was repeated with Richard, who had some of his blood drained and infused with some of Brian's blood. The science behind plasma transfusion as a cure for aging is far from settled and has its roots in experimentation with mice. In 2005, a group of scientists from UC Berkeley made the shocking discovery that conjoining young and old mice changed their cellular ages. Once they conjoined an old mouse... And a young mouse. Which, by the way, that's how I feel every time we do the podcast. You're the old mouse, I'm the young mouse.
0: <laughs> and I feel conjoined by, by this podcast. That's great.
1: <laughs> why, don't we start, why don't we just start uh, swapping plasma now? I how know. How do we do that? Right? We, we do it for an hour. You know, like, put the machine in here. Let's get biolife life in here. So they share blood <laughs> and organs. So they conjoined an old mouse and a young mouse so that they share blood and organs. They examined the mice for five weeks The muscles of the old mice had healed about as quickly as those of the young mice. While the old mice had grown new liver cells at a youthful rate, Um, a later study would show that transferring blood from an older mouse into a younger mouse would actually speed up the aging process. Talmage, his son, gets the shortest end of the stick, while Brian wins by getting blood that, based on somewhat limited conclusive study, will rejuvenate him from the inside out. Uh, Richard, his father, meanwhile, come probably comes out the biggest winner as he gets a blood transfusion from one of the healthiest humans on Earth. Richard and Brian have had a fraught relationship and the former sees a transfusion process as a familiar renewal in the deepening bond with his son. Um, he told Bloomberg, the father did, yes, I won the lottery. There has to be a benefit in getting this much volume of him. Ugh. Um, He he said, hey, look at that. This is how you can tell if I'm a fraud or not. When Brian's plasma was removed from his veins, he remarked on the yellow-gold hue indicative of healthy blood. The color is nice. It's pristine. Uh, Uh, As part of what he calls Project Blueprint, Johnson lives according to a regime that looks more like a full-time job. He's had his pelvic floor blasted with electromagnetic pulses which, as you know, I do all the time, to improve his muscle tone in hard-to-reach places, and wears glasses that block out blue light for two hours before he goes to sleep at the same time every day. He claims to take in an exact 1,977 calories a day. Oh. Yeah. So I feel like I people, take in 1,977 calories by breathing. Like, that's how much <laughs> I'm pulling in. He ensures his body fat levels remain between 5 and 6%. Uh, Project Project Blueprint has also helped his father, Richard an attorney who's actually shaved off 50 pounds and feels sharper and more energetic Mm -hmm. Um, he says his aim is to ensure that his brain, liver kidneys, teeth skin, hair penis and rectum rectum I hardly even know him Rectum him or functioning as they were when he was 18 he has said his lifestyle and obsessive commitment to trying to undermine the effects of time have garnered significant criticism with some medical experts saying this is just a manifest- manifestation of his anxiety around mortality. Mm-hmm. i don't even know how i made it through all that <laughs> um so when are we doing that when are we gonna get you, me, and your son, and then we're all gonna swap blood in here and plasma? Uh, when are we gonna do that? I'm just trying to help you, and yeah. I want to get healthier. Your son, maybe not as much. We're not gonna say his name, but right, yeah. Just talk tonight if you want to be if you want to have a stronger father son bond. Yeah, go ahead and mix your plasmas.
0: Do you want to be part of scientific <laughs> pro- progress, son?
1: I wonder what he would say to that yeah do you think he'd say no?
0: I think he would be like, what do you mean? yeah, that's so (laughs) weird
1: yeah that's so strange I feel like if I did that to my dad my dad's blood would be basically, it's gotta be 10% Dr. Pepper at this (laughs) point (laughs) he's gotta have 10% Dr. Pepper in his blood Um, yeah, do
0: you have a um Steer on the run for weeks is lassoed and captured on Detroit area freeway what? from May 22nd from the Associated Press in Holly, Michigan. A team of wranglers, including one on horseback, chased down and captured a wayward steer named mm. Lester across, across several lanes of a Detroit area freeway. State police in-car video shows the tail end of Sunday afternoon's chase on northbound Interstate 75 in Holly, about 57 miles or 120 kilometers northwest of Detroit. A rider on horseback and three people in two ATVs can be seen chasing Lester in and around fields and woods along the east side of the freeway as the state police car follows slowly behind on the what shoulder. The hell? At one point, Lester races from near a clump of trees toward the freeway lanes and is quickly cut off by one of the ATVs Mm. before running behind the vehicle and into traffic. Three vehicles pass the steer as it runs into the northbound lanes. Mm. The rider on horseback catches up and lassos Lester, which then runs into the median and hops a guardrail onto the freeway's southbound shoulder before it is stopped. I like how they refer to him by name in the first part of the article and then call him it at the end of the article. Yeah, hashtag
1: steer lives matter.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I want my cows to have the proper pronouns. Would you? you (laughs) I want them to be listed after the cow's (laughs) name on their email.
1: You got very... (laughs) On their
0: email? (laughs) Yeah, like at work. Okay, I don't. Um, I, I want my, I, I want to make sure I use the proper pronoun. You got
1: very serious about that. I've never seen you. I think calm down. <laughs> you got that new plasma in your system, and now you're now you're acting like you're eighteen again. Um, that's uh, that's terrible. I don't know. Well, they got it back pretty fast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to? Well, it was on the run for weeks, though, evidently. Mm -hmm. Like, just around the area. That's all I got. They, um,
2: I don't know. Oh, here, there's
0: more. Oh, go ahead. Eventually, after much tomfoolery, the critter was captured. (laughs) Tomfoolery. And removed from the freeway, the state police wrote on the agency's Twitter page. Mm. Troopers reopened the freeway and things quickly got back to normal. The bovine was <laughs> not charged yeah. and is back in the pasture with a story to tell all the other all livestock. The, all the, all the other livestock. Wow. Lester had been on the lamb for several weeks from a ranch, ranch where Lester and four other bovine were relocated after escaping from pens. ...at an animal rescue facility in Rose Township, said Bill Mullen, a spokesperson for Oakland County. Another agency called in Wranglers, who initially mm. captured the group, but Lester escaped again and was on the loose until his recapture on Sunday. Um, do you ever think that, because I've heard of this before,
1: I've heard of like cows or horses getting out, do you mm. think that after a certain time we should just let them go? Like, if you've, if you've gotten away three times, yeah. I mean, how many times did uh, Steve McQueen get away in that movie, The Great Escape? <laughs> <I don't laughs> Wasn't know. it just once? You know, that was different. That was a different thing. But I'm just saying, if you've gotten out three times, right? either we need to shoot the cow and eat him, turn him into a hot pocket so that yeah. somebody else will get shot later. But right. either we need to shoot the cow or we need to let him go. I feel like... I mean, don't let him go on the interstate because he'll get killed instantly. But just let him go in a pasture. Do you think that? Do you think it's like three strikes and you're you're out of the killing fields? Well, he wasn't being <laughs> killed. He wasn't being killed currently, right? I mean, he... No. Were, what was he doing? He was a... Well, he was a steer, so were they going to eat him or were they going to, like... Was
0: he breeding? I don't know. I think they just had him in a... Temporary facility because he had been being facility? being abused.
1: <laughs> Is he a psychiatric facility for <laughs> No cattle?
0: Well, no. It said he was. They escaped from pens at an animal rescue facility. So evidently oh. he had been mistreated. Oh. So hence the wanting to escape thing.
1: Yeah, for some reason he doesn't like people. wonder what yeah. would they did to that poor cow. Well, I don't know, but I'm glad they got him back. That's 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 where he needs to go. Do you think after three times we should just like. Let him go into the pasture.
0: Yeah, I think we need a bovine, like, three strikes, and then you're free. Then you're free. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Or, uh, you know, turn him into ground beef. And uh, then everybody gets to have hamburgers that weekend. Everybody who got to capture him gets to have a burger. And if you don't want to have a burger, then you can have veggie burgers. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Uh, this is... Uh, I don't know what it is about animal-related stories in the mm. news. I, I just saw this. So this is kind of terrifying. Um, Auburn, Maine. Okay. A woman brought a raccoon into a Petco to um. have its nails clipped. Oh, great. As you do. <laughs> That's where I take as all... As one does. As one does. I take <laughs> all my raccoons into Petco to have their nails clipped. Possibly exposing herself and many others to rabies. Oh, great. The Maine Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife was not happy about the woman's decision, saying it is illegal to possess wildlife in Maine, and Petco does not trim raccoon nails. (laughs) Why do they have to specify that? How many people are trying to get their raccoon nails
2: trimmed?
0: The
1: unidentified woman brought the raccoon into a store on Tuesday around around 1.30, and while waiting for workers, she allowed many people to handle... And kiss the animal, according to the Maine Warden Service. Yeah. Once the store manager was alerted to the raccoon, the manager asked the woman with the raccoon to leave the store. Raccoons are one of the most common carriers of rabies in Maine, and the viral disease is lethal unless treated after exposure. Rabies is spread through the animal's uh, saliva or neural tissue, and a person can be exposed with that saliva or neural tissue. You, maybe I should stop kissing my raccoons.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I
1: I do kiss them every night. That. I we we kiss every night. Okay. Uh, I we gotta tuck them in. But yeah, neural tissue of a rabid animal comes in contact with a person through a bite or a scratch, cut in the skin, gets in the eyes, nose, or mouth. Anyone who believes they were exposed to the raccoon is now urged to contact their health co- health care provider immediately. And now, they are. Um, asking the public for help identifying the woman i did see there's a quick update uh the raccoon was tested negative for rabies okay so those who came in contact with the raccoon at petco do not need to seek treatment what the heck is going on in maine um and it looks like um uh they didn't say if they got that woman or not Mm. but i feel like they probably did I, I don't know...
0: Yeah, like, if yeah. they found out that the raccoon tested negative for rabies. <clears throat> but did she do anything criminal?
1: Well, yeah, because it says that uh, the Maine Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife mm. said it's illegal to possess wildlife in Maine, and Petco okay. is not trim raccoon nails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can't possess them in Maine. Okay. It, it is... I mean, I guess... I, sometimes part of me is like, well you know you see like an animal like let's just say you saw I mean this is a wild crazy thing let's just say you saw like a a cow or a horse and you're like well maybe a cow Mm -hmm. or a goat and you're like man you know I could take that and I could shoot it I could butcher it I could eat it or I could take it and I could just take it home and feed it Um, Mm -hmm. but there's probably a law that says don't possess that don't take it And then you think, well, man, those laws are dumb. And these are the people that they have to write those laws about. Because they will take (laughs) a raccoon to Petco to get its nails clipped. And it makes me kind of wonder, how long has she had this raccoon?
0: Right. Yeah,
1: how long? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, talk about crazy cat ladies. What about (laughs) crazy raccoon women?
1: (laughs) That's another hot take by Peter Turpin. Um... Well there's a guy on YouTube that I watch uh, he's he's it's funny to watch but he this is true he has a dog and he has a coyote that the coyote apparently was uh, the mother died and it came to his house he found out the mom died somehow uh, though the coyotes didn't accept it and he mm. took it and he basically took the coyote in now coyotes uh, they're not domesticated creatures. Um, right. It would take a long time to domesticate a coyote if you ever even could. Uh, but he's trained it a little bit, and he's you know it understands basic like things like get off the counter or you know come <laughs> <laughs> or come here. I mean whatever you know it's a coyote. Uh, and then also there's a raccoon, and the raccoon's not allowed inside. The coyote is allowed inside. The dog's allowed inside. They all live together in harmony. Now, everyone is getting their needs met. Everyone is eating. So I suspect if that ever switched off and the coyote got hungry enough, well, you know, it might eat that dog or it might eat the uh, raccoon. I mean, the coyotes, it's not that big, but the dog's like a pit Mm -hmm. bull. I don't know who would win in a fight, coyote or pit bull. I feel like the coyote might. They're pretty vicious.
0: They're tiny,
1: but they're still vicious. They're smart, too sure um to a point i mean they're they're animals so they're dumb but uh and then the raccoon that's one thing i always hate in those videos because the he, he kind of just lets them free roam and i'm like dude if you let them free roam and they come back to you and you feed them and you give them water that sounds like a fun thing and we're having fun we're watching your videos you know he feeds the raccoon and it eats the hot dog and he feeds the dog and the dog's sitting there waiting for him, and he feeds the coyote. The coyote, you know, he says, you know, back up, and it backs up, and it eats, and he pets the coyote. He's even brushed it. But what if one day that raccoon got bitten by a bat, or it got bitten by a, a whatever, and now right. that raccoon has rabies, and it snaps and bites that dog, or it snaps and bites the coyote, yeah. uh, and then he or goes the Yeah, or the Well, yeah, so I'm saying that you go to feed it, and yeah. now you have three animals with rabies because right. you wanted to keep animals on your property. Right. Um, we just got to start killing more animals. I think that's the only way we can solve this problem, Peter. Yeah, we need yeah. to
0: go beyond meat. Be, yeah, Just like we do. the company, Beyond Meat. Remember the guy that bit and the guy's nose off? Yeah, I yeah. remember that, <laughs> yeah.
1: that you said that, you're like, he went beyond meat. Yeah. yeah what's where we need to be as a, as a society. Yeah. Every time I see a dog from now on, I'm going to kill it. So, <laughs> every dog might have rabies. That's all I'm saying. We, right. we really should do a podcast about rabies. I've actually thought about doing one because it's, mm. a, it's a really crazy virus. It's called the Lysa virus, and it, um, it actually hides inside your nerve cells. Oh. Your body can't find it because the white blood cells are looking, and they're trying to figure out, okay, is there any... like You have all these things going on inside of you, and they're checking you 24-7, right. and the white blood cells can't even tell it's hidden in your nerve cells, and then it oh like reverse-engineers your nerve cells against you. And so people, by the time you get a headache, it's too late. And what happens is a lot of times people will sleep with their window open and they'll be in an area where there's bats and the bat will fly in and it'll bite them and then maybe it'll die, maybe it'll fly back out, but you don't even know. And then you have rabies and you didn't even know you got rabies and you'll die. There's only been one girl who survived rabies and I think they had to cool her down with, like, ice, and they, like, did, I don't know if it was dry ice or something, but they cooled her, chilled her body down so much that, like, her heart was barely beating, and somehow her body was able to fight off the rabies virus, and she was actually able to survive. So there's a procedure that is called, I I forgot the name, but it has a, a unique name. But, yeah, no, nobody else has ever survived rabies as far as we know. Once you've got it, you know, you've got it. Wow. So, yeah. So go to sleep with that in your mind tonight. Yeah. <laughs> think about. It. You know what? Sleep with the window open from now on.
0: So, I think I'm gonna go take my screen off the window right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Let's go pet some bats. If yeah. you see a bat, pet it for me.
0: Okay. But uh, and I'm while I'm at it, I'm gonna capture this family of bunnies that live oh. outside my window.
1: Is there a family of bunnies? Yeah. Your window? Do bunnies get rabies? I'm sure they do. I
0: don't know. Probably. Yeah. You know who can't really
1: get rabies? Possums. Okay. Uh, they're they. I mean they can, but their blood is their their temperature is so low that they really can't get it. It's wow. it's like so rare, um, and they eat a ton of ticks. Possums keep the tick population Ugh. down, which is crazy how good they are for the environment. You don't think possums, they look gross, but they actually are um, pretty much self-sufficient. As long as they leave your cat food alone and stuff, they're eating ticks, they're eating uh, tons of stuff. And the ticks carry Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of that, there's a disease, I think it might be... Chaga's disease but it's if it bites you you can get an allergic reaction or pet meat okay so as a human and uh so yeah there's all kinds of things it's all a delicate ecosystem
0: wow so yeah
1: <clears throat> but yeah wow. yeah. do you have a, another um, I only got like two left
0: okay um well a German surgeon was fired after mm. getting a hospital cleaner to assist in an amputation oh. this is from May 19th from okay. the AP in Berlin is he part of the VA I've heard they're pretty bad. (laughs) I'm not sure. Um, Officials at a hospital in Western Germany have expressed regret after it emerged Mm. that one of their surgeons got a cleaner to assist in a toe amputation. Public broadcaster SWR reported Friday that the incident at the Mainz University Hospital, which happened in 2020, didn't result in any complications to the patient, but the doctor has since been fired. The hospital's chief executive, Norbert Pfeiffer, said the surgeon wrongly decided to go ahead with the routine procedure, even though no qualified assistant was available, Mm. SWR reported. When the patient, who had received a local anesthetic, became restless, the doctor asked a nearby cleaner to hold the man's leg and pass surgical instruments, according to local daily mindset thank you
1: that was exactly how it was pronounced yeah
0: yeah <laughs> it means something 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 times okay. of Mainz. okay the paper reported that the cleaner had no medical experience yeah the incident came to light after a hospital manager spotted the cleaner bloody gauze pa- pads in hand in the operating theater it reported This should never have happened, German news agency DPA quoted Pfeiffer as saying. Um, And then moving right along here, let's see, is there any more to that one? I don't believe there is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's my question. So
1: if you're there and let's just say you were at the hospital, when was the last time you went to the hospital? Um,
0: You think? It was a few (laughs) years ago. I ask you these personal questions. Wait, no. It was actually. it was actually when I was having some swelling in my leg. Okay. Sorry, I won't go into too much detail, but it was no, um, no. Really take last there. fall, I think.
1: <laughs> really break that whole story down. No. Um, last so, spring. Yeah. Well, let's just say you went to the hospital.
0: Yeah. And a surgeon said,
1: ago. "Hey, would it be okay if you helped?" I would do it because it sounds amazing. I mean, I'm not gonna get in trouble. Like I'm an Uber driver. Like you, you know, you let me cut them toes off. I'll go ahead. I'll slice your foot off right now. You put your foot up here right now, Peter. Give me a saw. I'll get it off. I got a Dremel at home.
0: I've got can, a hacksaw.
1: Well, yeah. Well, hacksaw is going to take a while. I can Dremel through oh, yeah. your foot, probably in about thirty seconds. And I got the <laughs> I got the diamond tip too, so it's going to. And you're going to be like, wow, that's amazing. We don't even need blue cross blue shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, like
0: that one story where the guy was like bringing charges because he had someone amputate his leg
1: that's true i do remember that story that was a little different though because they were cannibals right
0: they were they were like a society of people who are into extreme body modification yeah
1: oh yeah i remember that yeah um would you um, well i mean okay so you think about this but for up until recently up until what like just a few hundred years ago uh that's kind of how it was wasn't it like yeah. with the surgeon and stuff like uh you didn't really have like qualified like there wasn't a lot of qualifications i guess it was right. a steady hand and you kind of learned the human anatomy but right. it's, that's it you know if if you're ready to cut some meat we're ready to go <laughs>
0: so. and like barbers were like yeah. surgeons for a while or something did they didn't they do bloodletting because they thought there was bad blood I believe so. And yeah, stuff between people. Hence the the, <laughs> Hence the 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 genesis of the barber the striped yeah. barber barber pole.
1: Isn't that weird how it basically came back full circle? Because the bad blood, and we know that's not right. But yeah. then now we have the guy getting the blood from his son Anna's dad, <laughs> and that may work. We don't uh, know. Isn't that crazy? Everything old does become new again. Yeah. That's what I always heard. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you cut someone's foot off? Um no no no. You only get to do how many times are you gonna get to do it though? Well, what if they just said hold this toe?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I would get like criminally charged for not having a medical license or something. That's a possibility, but I mean, but but then then again, hmm. I have been used by an unnamed agency that employed me. (laughs) Okay. to, To. give out a patient his mail-order medication because I was, quote, not licensed, so it didn't matter, but the nurse could lose her license for handing out the medication because it's dispensing medication. So, like, me... A poor community health worker, yeah, am asked to do this thing because it's against the license of the other person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you did it though, right? Yeah, Yeah, I did it.
1: You, I mean, I do wonder how many times that happens like every day, right? In America, like, you know, we have lots of laws and regulations, of course, those were all written in people's blood, but. In other countries, and I'm not even i am not even joking, they were, they were. They're like, all these things that we see around us, you know, the seatbelt, the fire escape, oh, the, exit, yeah. the exit lights, all that different stuff. Like, that was all written because people died for that, usually. But in other countries, I feel like this is not that rare. You know, if you live in some third-world country, you don't have access necessarily to a surgeon. Sure. But you might have to actually go with your uncle or, you know, yeah. or your dad or whatever. Oh, man, I couldn't imagine... Yeah, getting my toe removed. If you remove your toe, that messes up your balance too.
0: Right. Yeah. He must have had gangrene in it or something. It's possible. I mean,
1: if you had to take, uh. if you had to get your toe amputated, how would you want it? Would you want it to be like an axe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it, but I'm. Just, no, I would want yeah. it
0: surgically removed with general anesthesia. But I'm not
1: saying I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay, but let's just say that's off the table. Okay. Okay. I guess.
0: I guess I would want Um, it removed quickly and swiftly, like with a hatchet. Okay. Well, yeah, but
1: you also have like four other toes next to you. I know. So you don't want them to miss. I know. What if they do miss? Well, they're like you. Still got
0: three i don't know but it just reminds me of the time i cut my finger open with a hatchet that was dull oh that's
1: this is nowhere near that level of uh, level of uh fear
0: i feel like i know
1: uh because you could do it with like a saw you could do it with like someone like could dremel or you could do it with something like an axe or a hatchet i guess i'd have to go with the axe i mean hmm. oh that's rough uh, dude yeah. Yuck. Yeah, that's, it's rough. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, why don't we have more people doing that, though? Why don't we have more people helping out doctors? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's one thing that I do not like about uh, doctors. Um, I, you said you were at the hospital, what,
0: January? Um, no, I believe it was, like, last fall. okay. Late last fall. Oh, okay. Uh, 2022.
1: I went, I went to the doctor. This happened. This is a true story. I went to the doctor... This is a dumb mistake I made. I was like probably 28, and I think you already know about this, but I had a caffeine overdose. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't know about this. Yeah, I told you the story. Well, I had a caffeine overdose, because I, I, you know, now I drink like one energy drink or a coffee a day, but I was working two jobs. That was back when I worked at the company we worked at, a call center stuff. Okay. And I was a security guard, too. And they okay. put a picture of me as Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kinda, okay, yeah. it's all coming back now. Um, the public humiliation, but yeah, so I went ahead, I had um, a rock star energy drink in the morning, and then I had another one around no, the morning was 8 a.m., I had another one around 12 or 1 p.m., okay. and then after that, I had another energy drink or when I got off work, so around four or five, so that's three already for one day. That's a lot of caffeine,
2: yeah.
0: And
1: then I remember I was feeling really tired because I was working. Uh, 60, 70 hours a week and yeah. um, maybe more. And I was and also going to school. And I was going to school. Uh, oh my gosh. So then I think after that, I had another one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had another one. And so that's four. And I had to be at work till like four in the morning. Oh and my God. And I remember it was like, I don't know why I did this. I drank. So I had four. And then for some reason, I'm like, man, I still feel tired. And I drank another one. So I drank another one as I was kind of almost about to get off work. It's about 3 in the morning. And when I came home, I was still married. I came home, and I told my wife I I wanted to go to bed. So I took a shower. felt really hot. And, um, yeah, I went to lay down, and I said, I I think I'm having a heart attack. And I said, we have to go to the doctor immediately. So we drove all the way to the hospital. It was over at... uh, Acentia off 32nd and I remember my face was flushed I felt hot I could feel my heartbeat and I could hear my heartbeat
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh this is what pisses me off about doctors so I do all that this is the ER Mm -hmm. and a nurse comes in and he looks me over he's like okay like so what happened and then a doctor comes in and Mm -hmm. he just says uh so you know what happened I'm like well I drank five energy drinks which is really stupid I know And he's like, yeah, I would definitely not do that anymore. And he's like, well, we can't help you, so just take a Benadryl. And it was $650 for that. So $650 for a doctor to see me for maybe six minutes. Wow. And just to get out of the room. The the only people who seem to be doing the work are the nurses. The nurses are the ones that are like, oh, yeah, you know, we do this, do this. They're the ones that type everything. And the doctor just grabs a chart, looks at you, well, you know, uh, can't help you, or, well, take two of these, or come back and see us. And he just he's gone you know he's like he's quick i understand doctors are in need and i also understand that it's they i'm sure they're taking care of a lot of people but at the same time i feel like you should be longer than six minutes you know right like it wasn't wasn't there a time where doctors used to come to your house and yeah they'd have that they call them house calls right and now i think only if you're really wealthy you could afford like your own personal doctor now right um so what I'm trying to say is, let's go back to those toe-cutting days. <laughs> let's go back to the days where you could cut off your friend's toes. So, yeah,
0: let's go back to the Civil War.
1: Let's go back to that. Yeah, let's do
0: that. Let's do you the know, amputations on-site. Yes, yeah.
1: Well, well, you did qualify for the Dremel, but unfortunately it's not in your area. So it looks like you'll have to use the rusty hacksaw. And usually we'd have clean blades, but you didn't make your copay, so okay. <laughs> it is an emergency. So you will have to take the rusty blades. So <laughs> if you would hit your deductible, we would have been able to get you more. But it, you know, that's what happens when you go ahead and go out of network. So that's 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 American healthcare for you. Um, and then uh, the world's biggest nuclear plant uh, may stay closed because there were papers left on top of a car uh, a week after Japanese regulators postponed the restart of the world's biggest nuclear plant due to safety lapses a careless employee working from home added to the company's woes Tokyo Electric Power Co I'm not going to try to pronounce this it operates the I'll try it Kashi Wazaki Kariwa nuclear power plant in Japan's Niigata Prefecture said an employee placed a stack of documents on top of a car, before driving off and losing them. (laughs) We've all been there. Um, The mishap is the latest in a string of mistakes for the utility and is likely to further erode the regulator's confidence in TEPCO. Safety lapses and strict regulatory processes have stopped Japan from restarting most of its nuclear reactors shut in the wake of the 2011 Fukushima disaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, the nation's nuclear regulation authority, it oversees safety protocols of Japan's remaining 33 reactors, decided to keep a ban, de facto ban, on the power station, saying that the utility's preventive measures are inadequate. Mm -hmm. Uh, the utility discovered the breach when a local resident found some of the papers which were related to dealing with fires and floods. They're still trying to recover 38 pages of documents. Both the employee and their manager were given warnings. And TEPCO said it would make sure all staff follow stringent rules on taking documents and information offsite. So. Wow.
0: There you go. I mean, I've been there. I, <laughs> you I, shut down an entire I, nuclear I, power no, plant? And no, but I nations. left. I le- I'm stupid. Like, I left this these cash envelopes on top of my car and then went driving oh, away. Dude. I, I, like, recovered most of the cash, but then this dude like stops behind me and he's like picking mm. something out of the road and i'm like hey hey i lost an envelope <laughs> with cash in it did you find it he's like no no ah, and like he was like totally being cagey about it and like he had obviously picked up a 20 or something but i recovered most of the cash oh, nice. as far nice. as i can okay. tell how much did it just you... it just took a lot of effort how much did you lose I I don't know I think it I didn't I didn't lose much. Uh, <laughs> okay. But okay. It, it you mean how much was it valued? Yeah, at? yeah. How much was it valued? Like a couple hundred bucks. Oh, okay, I thought it was like three grand or something. No, like okay, no, that would suck. Like anyway, thankfully I recovered that. I did drive off the other day, the other week, with um my grocery back bags mm. and box on my roof. And then recovered them um, Mm. as as I came to a stop at the stop sign by my home. Peter, what
1: is wrong with you, man? I don't know. (laughs) I need to. My son says I need
0: to stop. Like I need to just put stuff in the car immediately, but it's not always practical. Practical.
1: Do you need to start swapping plasma? It sounds like you're getting dull. (laughs) So um, that's that's awful. Uh, I now I have I will say this. I've never done that. I think I have left like drinks. And yeah. I think I left food one time. I know I left food one time on top of the car. Uh, it was in a takeout box. And I remember mm-hmm. me and my wife were like, oh, what would you do with the food? And it was when we got home. And then I remember, like, wait a second, I left it on the car. And by the time we're home, it's gone. You know, it it, uh, it flew right off the car. It was a styrofoam. So it's like, pff, just goes right. away. Uh, I've never left my country's nuclear documents on top of the car yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have yet to do that. Um but I get it. I mean, that's a stupid thing. I will say that is nice that they were very kind. They just warned him. They didn't mm. fire him. I feel like in America you'd get fired. Probably go to prison for that here. Right. If you did that. Because that's pretty serious stuff. I mean, right. you can't just be doing that stuff. Uh, I know my sister, when I was a kid, uh, went ahead and left her purse on yeah. top of the car. And it blew all the stuff in her purse probably about a tenth of a mile like they're like we were picking up her id card picking up like all of like all this stuff dude like her keys just different stuff if she wasn't driving i don't know why she left on top of the car but yeah she left her stuff and all these cards just everywhere and i know one time i had it recently i had a scare about leaving a wallet and i left it in your bathroom oh yeah Um, that was an honesty test to see okay. if you've taken the money out. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, I just I was using the restroom and I the, the wallet fell out of the uh, shorts, and um, that was pretty terrifying because mm-hmm. that had that has a lot of stuff in there. It has my ID, yeah. you know, my bank, my credit card, all kinds of different stuff.
0: Yeah, and I know a girl at work who left a wallet on her roof, so I'm not alone in this. And mm-hmm. even people who are evidently intelligent because she's pretty smart um have done this but like anyway that's a good she, she recovered it a few weeks later in a yeah. ditch but like thankfully it had gone into the ditch and not like elsewhere or, but or flown away or whatever yeah like, that would suck yeah.
1: Uh, yeah that's awful um yeah so the last story I have here I don't know do you have any no I don't have okay. anything uh I guess to really just kind of What do you call it? To uh, close it out um, on another animal story. Turkeys are now terrorizing a Texas retirement community (laughs) north of Georgetown. (laughs) Leadership in a retirement community in Georgetown are scrambling for a solution as senior citizens are being intimidated, harassed, and chased into their own homes. The culprit is a group of wild turkeys... That have grown accustomed to the people over the years, as people in the community over the age of fifty-five fed the birds.
0: Oh, yeah. Now,
1: see, th- I, I I will not recant. I, if I see a bear, I will give it food because I'm trying to have it make it trying to make it have the best day of its life at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Is that dangerous? Probably. Is the bear going to die? Probably. But I mean, if you're going to die in like twenty years, like I think a cupcake's the highlight of your life. Yeah. Um, Sun City is a community just north of Georgetown, anchored by a golf course that was founded by the Del Webb Company that bought over 7,000 acres of land in 94. Texas Monthly reports that the turkeys spent most of their time in the surrounding wooded area known as Berry Creek, where residents would Mm -hmm. meet them on the hiking trails. Okay. We have turkeys here too, right? Yeah, Yeah. wild turkeys. Yeah, yeah. I saw them. uh, I actually saw a bunch of people had to slam on their brakes because... A turkey didn't know what it was doing, and mm-hmm. he darted on one side of the road, and then he realized. I guess he couldn't follow the rest of his. What do they call him? Flock. I don't know. And then he went right back on the sidewalk, and sure. so everyone's like trying not to damage their car, so they're hitting their brakes. Uh, that's just in Fargo. Right. Then last summer, the turkeys would stand in the middle of roads in Sun City and peck at cars. That would stop for them. That would stop for them. If the cars pulled away, the turkeys would give chase. Some groups would even block the driveway. Most people in the community agree that the problems stem from people feeding the turkeys. Mm. Now the turkeys are getting violent. Residents call the turkeys renegades. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Joan Altshuler, 78 years old told Texas monthly that the turkeys chased her onto her porch after they rammed her in the kidney area the turkeys the turkeys blocked alt shore from leaving her porch and that's why we can't have these turkeys doing that in north dakota because we need our kidneys yeah yeah cuz how are we going to filter all this alcohol the turkeys barricaded right. me she says they wouldn't let me get down then they got bored and started going off in another direction. I started <laughs> slinking around the side of the house and I started throwing rocks from the garden. She adds, she was lucky she didn't fall. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hard to say this. <laughs> Members of the Sun City Texas Community Association have been presented with two solutions relocate or depredate, meaning they would have to shoot the turkeys. Both options require permits from the Texas Department of Wildlife members of the community association tell texas monthly that they're considering both options but would rather recapture
0: and relocate yeah yeah um wow so like the first solution is to relocate the turkeys it is okay okay yeah that's that sounds like a good idea well
1: would you rather kill them or would you rather relocate them
0: relocate them okay okay yeah this is, um this I've, is, uh... my um neighbor used to relocate squirrels like why from our neighborhood i don't know they're squirrels i don't know
1: <laughs> they relocate themselves
0: <laughs> i know i i don't
1: know another case of rabies
0: yeah like he would get them in a live trap and then relocate them to like this park down in a different part of the city but I'm just, like, my my 10-year-old or 8-year-old mind was just, like, aren't they going to come back? Yeah. Did they like, come back? I don't know. Okay. But, like, like one time we had squirrels living in our attic, um, but I'm kind of, like, chasing squirrels on this topic. So, <laughs> That's okay. um, in any case, um, yeah, weird things happen with animals sometimes, and... Um, that's 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 the moral of the story. I, I think. okay. So once a turkey, my question
1: is: Do can turkeys get a taste for human? Do you think on Turkey Thanksgiving know. they cut open a person? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but can
2: turkeys
1: can turkeys get can turkeys? Well, I'm sure they could attack people, right? We were just talking about the Canadian geese; they attack right. people. But can turkeys get like to where they're? I mean, it sounds like they can kind of get in this mindset. <laughs> a turkey mindset, if you will. It's <laughs> the stupidest crap I've ever said in my life. But but no, they can get into a turkey mindset, <laughs> and um, they they uh, they're aggressive. And well, they're well, they're hitting these people in the kidneys. I'll tell you what's going to happen. This is this is what's going to happen. Tell you what's going to happen, boys. Um, the turkey. One of these days, these turkeys are going to hit somebody. They're gonna fall. They're gonna have a concussion and they're gonna die. Because if you're 85, you're already dead. I mean, the, the days are the days are coming. The turkeys are coming for you. Um, these turkeys are gonna, they're gonna wait till somebody's walking around, and then they're gonna trip them up or whatever the hell they're doing. They're gonna pull out some knives, like give us all the money, old lady, or whatever the hell they do. And well, of course, you're gonna know it's a turkey, even if it puts on a chicken mask. But they're going to they're gonna know, and, uh, but what's really going to happen, I think, is somebody's going to get scared, and they're going to fall up their stairs or down their stairs, and they're going to die. And then they, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, now we got to kill all of them. Because I don't know if turkeys can get a taste for people. Can birds get a taste for human flesh? Everydayignorance1 at gmail.com. Let us know. If you if you listen and you work with birds, let us know. Can birds? Because I don't think they get vultures. it. Vultures. Well, vultures. But vultures yeah. eat dead things. They don't eat right. live things. Right. Yeah. They've been circling this podcast for weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> waiting
1: um, for me to drop. Uh, waiting for us to drop. Okay. Uh, but no, I mean, I just think that's what's going to happen. I think these turkeys are... <gasps> Gonna be well. Right now, people are on the side of relocation, but they're right. okay. That's the problem with all these stories. They're wild animals, okay? Right. Uh, you know what? Hey, let them live their life, okay? <laughs> let them live yeah. their lives, um,
0: because uh, stop interacting with them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't feed the bears cupcakes.
0: Don't take a raccoon home. Don't
1: hit your roommate in the face. Wait, with did he? It was no. his
0: girlfriend with a steak. Oh, there's
1: so many food things too. I know, I know. Well, aren't animals just hot pockets, <laughs> waiting to be consumed? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, but but seriously, I do think that uh, the turkey is going to kill somebody. They're going to kill somebody accidentally, and then, or they're going to be in the hospital. In severe condition, and then people are gonna freak out and they're gonna say, well, Let's kill them all. That's the problem with any of these animals. We have the same thing here because we have them in Moorhead, we have them in Fargo, we have them in West Fargo. That's how many mm-hmm. turkeys we have out here. Mm. And so far, no one's died, as far as I know. Um, no one has uh, killed anybody or been killed by any of these things because that flew up in their car when they were driving 60 miles an hour. But I guarantee if somebody died, Everybody would freak out and they'd say, Hey, we got to either kill them or we got to move them. And I mean, I guess if you're going to allow all these animals in your area, then mm-hmm. you kind of have to be responsible for that. And right. this is what we're running into is we're running into what happens when people start feeding the animals.
2: So <laughs>
1: they are, they're feeding the animals. Don't right. feed the animals. So live your life. Live your life um, as if you're going to eat cupcakes, as if you're going <laughs> to eat 60 cupcakes and uh and then maybe a bear will eat you and you'll have a good week